listen to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we ventured back into the studio for episode 285. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, man. So what you been getting into this week? Uh, I saw the new, um, or I saw Sunday's Game of Thrones. I nice. was able to catch up on uh, She-Hulk and Endor. Nice, perfect. And I saw the first episode of um, the cyberpunk anime on Netflix. So. Oh. So that's some pretty cool shit. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll catch up on cyberpunk on Sunday. Um, definitely She-Hulk, Andor, and, and uh, House of the Dragons I caught as well. And I I was pretty, pretty pleased by most of what I watched, man. I gotta say, gotta say. Yeah. It was a good week. So, what do you want to start with? Uh, Game of Thrones is cool. Yeah, man. So, that Game of Thrones is heating up. Last one. Yeah, man. I'm I'm interested to see see what's going on here because I'm not exactly sure I understand all of the character motivations going on. But so far, they've they've been uh, keeping it together. So, I'm willing to give a little bit of latitude because I'm not exactly sure where Sir Kristoff is his name or Kristen. Kristen. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. So I'm assuming that he might have taken what uh, Sir Lainor's boyfriend said to him as a threat. Um, and so that's why yeah, he that's turned up on him. Um, I, I saw it as probably he's probably just snapped, man. He was going through a that's lot. That's how I know? initially took it. Like, um, uh, uh, the way I saw it, like I, I completely thought he was super bitch made this episode. But I kind of understand why his character would do that because, y- mm-hmm. you know, like he was saying to Rhaenyra, like that knighthood is his entire life. Mm-hmm. And he took an oath to celibacy, which she essentially made him throw away. And then he thought yes. he could rectify that by like um, but no one knew, marrying really. her. It was a secret in general. and right. But that doesn't. But it seemed like even though no one knew, it still affected him. It yeah. was still bothering him on a very deep level because yeah. you know that was that's a very important part of his character. Like he mentioned mm-hmm. to her, like that's my life. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I have nothing to my name other than being a knight because of what you gave me. And it also was very young of him to assume she was going to run away. Absolutely, him, I, I agree exactly. with you 100 percent in his so, motivations. I also think, damn, that's a young thing to think that she's just yeah, going to drop her like royalty. I said, like I yeah, said, I mean, he was bitch made. I understand uh, why he did those bitch yeah. made things, but they're still bitch made things. You know what I mean? Not, like, not very, uh, not very wise uh, decision making on his part. You know, but also like you know, he, he he didn't really have too much choices other than shut the fuck up, and that's not a, not that, that's not who he is. No, that is not, not. not. He he. Chris Sir Kristen seems like a pretty lawful, good type of character where he's just like, I'm doing the right thing. And the only time he kind of strayed from doing the right thing was when Rhaenyra kind of, you know, yeah, she threw it to him super hard, and he, and he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't deflect it. So, yeah. you know, and all that shit was happening to him, and then this random dude he didn't know just come up talking shit in the middle of the weather, bro. I, I mean, see, I didn't immediately because. At the point in which he said it, I didn't take it as shit talk. Oh, neither but clearly did I. he took it as yeah, shit talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know My man's I mean? was like, going through it. 
Yeah. Clearly, he was going through it. Like, uh, what's his face? Um, the prince completely misread it. Both the prince and his consort misread it. Mm-hmm. Well, they were like, oh, now we see who he's looking at, so we know who to see. But, see, he was he was looking at her because he was worried about what the fuck is happening, and he was in thinking about his his um and entire even, situation. Even then, he was he was right in to assume that they were intimate. But I think that he misread why they were being secretive. Mm-hmm. He was being secretive because of his knighthood, not mm-hmm. because they were, you know what I mean? Worried not because about they were having danger. Not, yeah, not because they were having trysts. Yeah, for free, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? They don't have the same like, dynamic as him and Lenor. Because him and Lenor, you kind of have when you have a homosexual relationship, you have to kind of hide it. You know what I mean? And so he was. I understand why their relationship might have been secretive, but not be. Not everybody's under that pretext. You know yeah. what I mean? And so. For him to approach him that way. And also, like, you know, you see that, like, he was prepared. But then again, there's the whole thing is of you don't know when he was about to commit seppuku, right? Because it's it's interlaced with the wedding and it happens simultaneously. But what's her face was at the wedding. I feel like he, the plan for uh, seppuku had uh, d- uh, been decided prior to his decision to uh, kill Lenor's boyfriend. Is that what you're saying? Like, he was going to commit seppuku, and then in this emotional state, he was like, I have nothing else to lose, and fuck this guy? Uh, no, what I was thinking is that it is possible that, well, maybe not, because she was the one that stopped him. But uh, it's Allison? possible that when Allison stopped him, that was prior to the entire incident. And she had already talked, talk, spoken oh, to like them. Oh, like a flash. Yes, because okay. remember, because you know they they played them simultaneously, mm-hmm. so it's not really clear if it happened before or after. Yeah, they could have played that scene out of out of chron- uh, chronological order. Yeah. So if it happened before, she, he could have already been on Allison's side, side while he was in the uh, thing. Very true. So I didn't think of that, and that is absolutely plausible. And it it doesn't seem outside of the realm of them using that kind of cinematography to create. The kind of dramatic the false tension. narrative, yeah, like, yep. mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and also it's like you know, <laughs> Allison's ready for war. I do like that. <laughs> yo, yo, Allison's is. Uh, I like that, bro. Like, and it's so funny because the whole time she's playing super innocent. Yeah, and I'm like, if she's anything like book book Allison, that is absolutely an act. Absolutely an act. I, I don't think that was an act. I think it was genuine naivete until Otto like literally put some sense into her. When Otto got kicked out, then he was like, yo, look, say what you will, but like if that bitch gets to the throne, you and all your kids are fucking dead. You yes, feel me? I it is, it is, so he's like, either you put Egon on the throne or you cling to Rainier and, and pray for her mercy. And I feel like that's when she made the decision, pray for the mercy from... Because fucking unlo- unreliable was, royals. I do think that she was aware of her father's designs to to gain power. Well, of course, because he he, he literally pushed yeah. it. He literally was like, "Yo, wear your mother's dress and go see the king." But she was naive to the the way the Game of Thrones is being played. Correct. Okay. Yeah. She was being. I, can, I dig it. When she was the younger Allison, I don't expect her to have the level of intrigue that Otto does. Right. Yeah. No. Not at he all. Li- she literally went into it like a sixteen year old girl. It's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I guess I gotta cuddle up with the king in order to do this. She wasn't looking at like most. I feel like most people don't understand what a Game of Thrones truly entails until yes. they're very deep in it and someone very close to them who they never thought could die suddenly died because of all this intrigue. And it's also... And people who are from the aristocracy tend to be myopic. Mm-hmm. And so they see their 
their plans, yep. but they don't see other people's yep. plans. Other people's plans aren't Whereas worth Otto, acknowledging. Otto might have seen the entire, the entire game board. being played. Mm-hmm. She was only see, play, seeing her part and the role that she was being put into. And also, and then she realized, like, holy shit, there's so much more going yep. on right now. When Otto said, "Holy shit, did you not realize?" Yeah, that your he was like, "Yo." Nature? Yo, this is a, I'm not trying to put him up there. Uh, I'm not trying to get him on the throne just for shits and giggles. I'm trying to save all our lives, bitch. Yeah, like power is 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 my goal, but also we're so deep in right yeah. now that our lives are also entwined intertwined with this grab for power. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also I I think that Alicent and um Rhaenyra's relationship was very quite genuine and the the rift after um she became the queen like that took a long time to heal, and I feel like she was clinging to that. She was. That's why you know she. That's why she didn't want to believe her dad, and that's why she chose to believe Rhaenyra because she was clinging to the old friendship that she, yes, they had, and they that, had finally repaired. Yes, I think Alicent had a genuine friendship with Rhaenyra, but that's because she didn't understand the the difference between the nobility. Mm-hmm. She didn't understand that she is that that. Rhaenyra, prior to her becoming queen, that is, was royalty, and she was nobility, and so she is technically higher in station, and she was entertaining her because she was bored, not because they were friends. And so when it came time for Rhaenyra to really show, like, genuine, like, hey, you know, friendship, it was hard. It was difficult. Not to say that she hadn't grown to become her friend. I'm just saying in the beginning— I don't, and so Allison had a, I think, a stronger friendship with Rhaenyra, but kind of grew to realize, like, oh, but what's more important to Rhaenyra than anything is her royalty, mm-hmm. and 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 I don't think that that's wrong to assume, you know, given her station, you know, she's the daughter and of the king, and his she heir. she she tells her all the time, like most of her her um worries that she would express to Allison was about like yo this nigga's like passing me over for the throne and like yeah. you know what I mean she was complaining about the status quo to Allison quite a bit mm-hmm. so you know but yeah it, it was cool to see it, it was cool to see like certain things progressing so I'm unfortunately I'm sad that we will no longer have Millie 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 Alcock and the uh, other girl that plays Allison I don't, I don't know that actress's yes. name. Because we're officially doing the time skip, so okay, they have new actresses now. for them. Yeah, next week they'll be all grown up. It's uh next year is a ten year. Next week is the ten year jump. All grown up. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it leaves. They they <laughs> they did some crazy shit. And they were like, all right, so you guys in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had, yeah, that's like doing a time skip after have, the red wedding. You, bro. you have uh, Damon killing his wife so that he can be oh, go to, so that he can um, be Cold free to marry. Um, I'm pretty sure this is gonna they're gonna skip into now the start of the Black and Wire Rebellion. And it's not just to be free to marry, but so that he inherits all her shit. Yes, he inherits the veil technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that that was this man. This man's Damon's a, a true piece of shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit was out of control, man. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked see, up, man. I, know, I felt bad for for the the lady of the veil. She was dope. I'm not exactly cool. sure why or what the uh, choice of they didn't show Damon mashing in his wife's face, but they showed Kristen mashing in the other dude's face, and I was like, ah, that was a weird choice. I was ready for it. I was like, ah, they they've been doing it so far <laughs> the whole time, but. I guess the man on man violence is okay, but the man on Pretty woman much. violence is a little that's, too far. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like bashing in a woman's face, you're gonna have a hard time selling that to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I don't think that Game of Thrones gets the sexist thing too much. They're being pretty even handed, you know what I mean? And I don't think that uh 
I mean, it's part they they they've touched on a lot of uh, taboo subjects, you know, like yeah. incest and things like that. They have, but it's just one of the. It, it's the like it's like violence? a societal norm type thing, right? Yeah. Lots of people can watch a man beat up another man or a woman beat up yeah. another woman, but to watch a man beat, beat up, up another woman. woman most people feel some type of way about oh, that. Oh, for sure. And I think that, and honestly, and I, I feel like that's, I feel some type of way, you know what and I mean? I feel like that's why they just chose to just dodge that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, the I'm, I'm enjoying it. Honestly, I really wish they would have branded this as its own thing and didn't so closely tie the aesthetic to Game of Thrones, because this is a really decent story on its own. I don't think it's better than season one of Game, and Th- Game of Thrones, but it's good in yeah, its, its own right. Terrible. You know what I mean? Season one of Game of Thrones to me is a solid nine. This is like a solid seven. True, true. You know, and 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 that's not even that's not a shot at all. Like, I I was very critical in the beginning. I am a little bit uh, I I don't the the uh, over the top uh uh shots of the of the more morbid stuff is you know a little extra to me. But outside of that, that's my only gripe. You know. The, the CG is really well used, in my opinion. Um, the acting's really good. Writing is on point. I really like Viserys, uh, the, the way he's being portrayed. Yeah. He's a bad king. He's, he's like wrong. one of my favorite characters because it's like, man, it sucks for you. Like, you just got dealt the shittiest hand ever, bro. Yes, but as a king, you you know, and, and, and I really felt this when he was asking his, um, his, uh... The new hand? Not the new hand, his... His like his um not his do boy but what do you call the his um attendant his royal attendant he was asking him what kind of king do you think I'll be remembered as you oh know? I thought that dude was the new hand that was the dude that was promoted to the new hand right the fat oh, dude did he, oh did he promote him to him the fat dude oh, okay. right yeah yeah because that guy was with him the whole time like that was his attendant from the beginning so yeah, yeah. I guess yeah he got promoted to hand um he asked him what kind of king will he be remembered as and uh you know he he mentioned you know. I didn't win any great battles or suffer any great defeat. Like, I was here, but I left no impact on the world. And as a king, you're supposed to be an exemplar, and that's got to be the worst fucking feeling. Like, mm. I had all this power, and what did I do with it other than just fucking drink, you know? like I mean, he also—well, he attempted to maintain peace, right? From my understanding about that character, he was, mm-hmm. he was gifted a peaceful kingdom <clears throat> by the previous uh, ruler. Is that correct? Balon, yes. Yeah. Well, so, he wasn't gifted, but yes, his father was same a very difference, good king, right? Yes. He get, yes. you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. He was passed down. Uh, <laughs> he inherited a peaceful um, kingdom. So, uh, 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 due to that, he felt the this responsibility to maintain the peace. But mm-hmm. that was misguided. You know, he was in sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because, you know, you're in a nation of peace. So do you start shit or do you maintain that peace? You know, and no one has the correct answer to that because mm-hmm. no one can see the future. You can only after living your life, look back and say, damn, judge uh, um, one choice over the other. So that's why I really like Viserys' character because he ha- he's constantly walking that line and the writers will not let him win. <laughs> well, they no, because all win. the times that he chose peace, he was met with war. Because look at what happened with the crab eater. Mm-hmm. He tried every diplomatic thing he could to do exactly what he said, maintain the peace with these people. And what did they do? Yep. Went to war with them. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I hear you. Like and every time he tried to do the right thing, it would why just he's blow regretful. up in his face. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Because he did, he did exactly you know, what he set out to do, but 
is what he set out to do the right, the right thing. thing absolutely you know what yeah. i mean and that's the quandary that he's left with as he speaks to his hand man and, and it's it sucks because it, well then again on your deathbed is precisely when you would ponder those things yeah <laughs> pretty much you know if you take the time to do that earlier yeah that that's uh, uh the type of reflection that you know could lead you to better ends but usually people don't do until it's it's hindsight yeah. but yeah Man, House of the Dragons definitely yeah. shaping it's up. It's got a lot of really great characters in it. Yeah, man. I, it's cool because it has characters in it that I don't like, but I still think they're really good characters. Absolutely. And that's a hallmark of a good Damon show is, Damon is an example of that. I do not like that nigga at mm-hmm. all, but not I think a he's little. a pretty good character. Like, oh, he's, yeah. He's such a great, like, shit stirrer for the plot, bro. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need some chaos? I got you, fam. Say I'm less. Here. Say less. Yo, nigga calls chaos? Chaos Feel here me? now, nigga. <laughs> Oh, you thought she was alive? I was telling you, I, I didn't even see that bitch for years. Now that I need her kingdom, though, we gonna meet. I know, man, and she was a very unique ruler, man. Her people loved her. Yeah. That nigga didn't give no fucks. Nope. You None. got something I want, lady? Damn. But yeah, man. But I do like how she was gangster in the end, right? Like, after she was paralyzed, she was like, oh, Just yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not living this life at all. Mm-hmm. So she goaded him into killing her. She's gangster. I'll fuck with her. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she, she definitely wanted a warrior's death, even though she was about to shoot that nigga with an arrow. Mm-hmm. If he didn't, if he didn't spook the horse in time, nigga was gonna catch one quick, fast. <laughs> I mean, that's what he gets, bro. It's broad daylight out. You just fucking standing all ominous with a hood on and just fucking lurking. I know, clearly stalking her. <laughs> this nigga's lurking in broad daylight, bro. What kind of weirdo are you? Mm. Well, we know what kind of weirdo he is. Yep. But yeah, man. So uh, yeah, moving on from that, what do you want to do next? Um, She Hulk. She Hulk was pretty good. She Hulk was decent. Um, I've I've come to understand. I want to make two statements, one opinion and one fact. She Hulk is not a bad show. That's the factual statement. My opinion statement: I do not like She Hulk. It's just not for me. I, I I've come to realize like, I, it's definitely for somebody. I can tell. I can absolutely. That's I feel funny. like it's 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 playing to an audience one thousand percent. I'm not that audience. Like like Titania, that character kind of grates on me. Like I'm just like I'm, but it's because I don't like the the trope that she's playing on. She's probably doing it very well, and that's why I don't like it. You know, yeah, what I she's mean? like a Kardashian analog. Yes, very much so. And so yeah, you know, but the show is good. The show, and it's funny because Carolina keeps asking me like, why do we keep watching this show? And I'm like. Listen, I'm doing due diligence here. It's due diligence because, and that, and that's how I know it's made for an audience because Carolina is very atypical in her tastes, so she she's gonna be on the same same vibe that I'm on. So I'm like, all right, then somebody's gonna like this because I know that I have divergent tastes, and so this is definitely hitting with an audience heavy because I I don't have any critiques outside of I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mostly. My critiques are just yeah, are, are taste based. You know what I mean, and so, and because I'm I'm I don't make it a habit of of critiquing aesthetics of uh, of things like that. It's pretty, you know, it's okay to me. You know, it does its thing. Um, I'm I'm really watching for some tie-ins. You know what I mean, Easter egg yeah. stuff. You know, I, that's really fun. And it's it's not, and, I don't, and I'm starting to feel like they did this on purpose. Even if you don't like the show, it doesn't stick around long enough for you to ever hate it. <laughs> and, and no episode stays around long enough for me to hate it. get to the point real quick and dip out. Yeah, man. It's like, it's in and out. And I'm like, you know, it's for, for what it is, I'm not mad at it. You know, I won't revisit it, but 
to watch it the first time is like once a week. Like, man, that's that's not bad. Yeah, it's a chill thirty minutes. Absolutely, not even thirty minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, usually. <laughs> it's 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 yeah, it is what it is. So th- that's my She Hulk breakdown. Um, in the episode, that's what I'm saying. Like the episode didn't go anywhere. Like she went to a wedding and she had some hijinks. But they are building on uh, um, the ending, though, you know, or, or they're building up to the finale because they they uh, mentioned the intelligentsia. If you're familiar yes. with Marvel Comics, you would know that is a group of super smart people that includes both Modoc, who's supposed to be in um, Quantumania, yes. and the leader, who just recently in at D23, um, <clears throat> what is it, Tim Blake, Tim Blake Nelson, who played the... Well, he wasn't the leader then, but the dude that Edward Norton was communicating with in yes. his Hulk movie and the mm-hmm. shit dripped into his brain. Yep. Both he he the was also he was communicating with, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's going he's been confirmed as the villain in the new Iron um, Captain America movie coming up. Okay. And he's also a member of the comic book Intelligentsia. So, I do like that they it's building t- towards something for sure. Yes. And that's that's really what I'm excited for. And also yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, um, like, more about these these intelligentsia people and what their real motives are. Yes, because that's going to definitely be something that it has broader implications. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see that. Um, I I'm not I'm, I don't hate the hijinks because the what was it is, is it Mr. Immortal or Immortal Man? <laughs> Mr. Immortal. Mr. Immortal. That nigga was a clown and that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, when he the was nigga, just like when they were arguing, he was like, you know what, I'm done with this. And he bro, just hopped bro, out the bro, window. So, so this nigga's whole <laughs> thing is is that he can't uh, die. I mean, he, only, in the he, name. he gets resurrected every time he dies shortly after the the fatal blow. Now he also couples that with a crippling disorder. To not be able to handle uh, intense arguments, and so whenever people argue around him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna kill my suicide." And so that's how all of his uh, prior uh, marriages have ended is because they'd get into an intense moment, he kill himself, and then I guess then the person's a widow when he comes back. Legally, 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 marriage marriage is done. So he just dips, and then the person just thinks they're a widow. Oh man! And so yeah, there's a whole thing about how she's legally representing him, and that was that was funny. That was funny. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I really do appreciate those parts. I'm not going to front. Um, it's really just the girly parts that I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not mad at it. But, yeah. <laughs> like, her whole thing with her dress and she's styling on them. I'm like, all right, go on with yourself. I see you. I see you. <laughs> that um, scene upset me because she said, the the lady there said, your ass looks great in those jeans. But the entire shot, she was walking straight up. You could never, never see, see her, her ass. And she has no You're hips. full of shit, lady. Yeah, no, she's You're not full built of shit. with She's not built like Meg. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Feel me? She does not fall in the ass so fat you can see it from the front. No, no. Well, and I mean, see, if they would have used the, see, they might have wrote that when they had the original Hulk. <laughs> you know what I mean? When the, the original design for She Hulk, because she was, she was a little bit more bodacious, I heard. But yeah, now nah, they slimmed her out. They were like, nah, chill, 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 chill. That's not the demographic we're looking for. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, she saw that, you know, She Hulk, it's fun. It is what it is. Um, I'm still gonna watch the the finale. What it's gonna be six episodes, right? No, I believe uh, uh, when I was watching uh, heavy spoilers, they said that it's a. Uh, I, I, they implied there were three episodes left. Okay, so, so that was six. So there's nine altogether. I do or not. That know, might have been I don't five know for and, sure. But yes, say, this I'm was for episode eight. six. Yeah, I'm gonna assume eight. Um, because that's a typical um show length for them. But yeah, um, yeah. So we got a little bit left to see what's going on, and this would that would uh 
also uh, lend to why they are building into the the climax. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's hit up in uh, the last one uh, that we've been watching, and that's Andor. Now, I believe Andor is just a three part miniseries. Uh, what we, what they released is what it is. Oh uh, no, I thought there was more. From my understanding, it's uh, I think it's twelve episodes. It's twelve. Okay, and She Hulk is nine episodes. It's scheduled She-Hulk for nine, nine episodes. Gotcha. Um. Okay, Andor is twelve. Okay, because I didn't see. Um. Usually they have like a little tag that says uh release the on the day of the week that it's released. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see that, so I was kind of assuming it was um wrapping on that. But if they're coming with more, I fucking love. What they're doing with Andor. Yeah, they just dropped the first three to because it's like the completion of the story, essentially. It was yeah, that was a perfect point. little package. Like mm-hmm. I felt like that that three little piece right there. Um, because I can imagine he goes into Luthen and then that leads into Rogue One. You know what I mean? He goes on his adventures with Luthen, and then um, yeah, he goes off into Rogue One and that's the end of his story. Yeah, the um uh fifteen episodes total. Oh shit, okay. So nice. it says the first three episodes being released. On September 21st, the rest of the 12-episode first season. Oh, 12-episode first season. So Oh, shit. I think it's 12 episodes, not 15. I was adding the first three, but looks like based on the statement, those first three are included in the So we 12. have nine more coming out? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nice. But yeah, it's probably... So it's going to be a weekly... Or is it going to be like a three, three, two? No, most no. likely. You know, it's it's. Well, you didn't see that one, but sometimes Disney does shit like... Well, not just Disney, but sometimes... People they drop the first three because do it works weekly. better that way. Yeah. And well, yeah, because I don't. I would have been mad if I would have had to wait to just see this. The, yeah. Because uh, that that's a whole arc. That was a great little Pretty arc much. right there. Like it, it was so self contained. I honestly thought that that was the whole thing. Like, and I would have been well satisfied. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see like what else they detail in this because I'm not sure exactly how much time is um in between five this years. and Rogue One. Five years mm-hmm. between this and Rogue One. So that's dope. So yeah, yeah, they can. They got quite a bit, and it's, there's going to be another season of Andor. Oh, that's pretty so, good. Well, I mean, because you said this is first season. Oh, I, I don't. Did I? I no, not sure if you're reading. Oh, 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 oh! I think that's just be like, oh, this season of Andor. I, I don't okay. know if it was implying there were more. Okay, so yeah, I think that this is probably going to be a, a self-contained little uh, one season thing because I can't imagine how much they're going to um, detail in that space. But uh, yeah, I'm sure they can find tons of material because okay. looks like uh, Cassian is 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 one for adventure to say the least. Yeah, he still got to build up his little team there. Oh yeah, and um, see, I feel like the book of Boba Fett kind of wanted this kind of vibe to it, but was kind of mandated to have a little bit lighter vibe for the audience. But this was very gritty. I enjoyed like the drama of it. Like it it was a little bit dark. You know what I mean? But overall, like, I think that the, the tone was a lot more serious than your average Disney plus Star Wars material. Definitely. <clears throat> um, the, 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 the whole uh, uh, Gestapo police vibe was crazy. I Yo, was like, Lieutenant oh, is such a goo, bro. bro He's bro. such a goo. When he, met up with, when he met up with oh the Scottish God. dude, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. He found a buddy. <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, shit. Bro, and then and, and it's crazy because like I was kind of worried. Like I hope it doesn't at some point become propaganda where they try to make it super sympathetic to these to the dickheads who choose to sit there and prosecute people. Um, but fucking, I love how the in the very beginning the uh, when he was uh just uh learning about the case and stuff like that, he was talking to the higher up, 
And the higher up was like, no, I know exactly what happened here. And he pegged it immediately. He was like, no, two of our guys were in a brothel with money they shouldn't have had, doing something they shouldn't have been doing, fighting someone who they didn't know. While they were on duty. While they were on duty. And then they ended up like this. This is probably something that we shouldn't dirty ourselves with. And what did he do? He just jumped head first into the fucking pigsty, dude. Like, what a dickhead. Like, those kind of people are what make law enforcement insufferable. Yep. Insufferable. I I can't stand, like, lawful good characters for exactly that reason. But I do like how it's nothing is going well for him. Like, like in episode three, when, when that shit exploded, and I was like, oh, my nigga, you are in so much trouble. Bro, that oh, nigga told you to leave it alone, and not only did you completely disobey that, you put a separate team on it, uh, created a strike force, and got a grip of them killed, bro. Bro, I you was actually surprised when Homeboy shot Tim in the chest, and then they got mad at him. I was like, what? <laughs> you drew down on him, and your Homeboy was like, nah, I got him, beep, pa, 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 pa. Oh, And I was like, yo, what do you expect to do when you draw Fuck down that, on dude. niggas? That's exactly what you get. I like that. And he also did I, I do himself. like that in this show. It's strangely enough, it seems like this show is just like, yo, when characters make bad decisions, really bad shit happens. Like, bro, even like, I don't know why this nigga. Dis- oh, I do know why because he was jealous and he wanted and he wanted bro, her to leave his girl. All the way hurt. Alone. Why all yeah, the way hurt niggas hurt be doing sure. that, bro? Fully. I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna, way hurt I'm gonna send you to the cops, buddy. Go fuck that. You talking about girl on the side, bro? That's one, and then and the thing is, is like I get it, I get it being emotional, bro. But like when you're 16, by the time you're 16, you should learn how to deal with that shit. You a grown ass man, yo. This nigga's a grown man, bro. Stop it. Grown ass man, bro. Talk to her, but but then again, she lies a lot. So or up the skates. The worst part is that she wasn't even fucking homie like that. Yeah, you feel me? Exactly. You know I mean? It was just business. It, it was, was, just, it was business. just smuggling business. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, we're smugglers, nigga. I do mad illegal shit. You know what I mean? Like, why do you want to be in my illegal shit? You want to do some illegal shit with me? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? But I think that's why, though. He cared too much for her. You know what I'm saying? Because remember in the beginning, he said that um, the the whole reason why he had a problem with it is because um, he kept making her feel bad or making her do shit that, you know, would make her put on that face that he didn't like. He was like, I'm tired of hearing where he was like, oh, she's yeah. stronger than you think it is. I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing you <laughs> say that. You know, uh, so, you know, he was like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I understand his motivation, but just like Sir Kristen, it was a week of emotional yeah, ass niggas, Just bro. like Sir Kristen, you bitch made uh, for that. You should have never, I understand why you did it. Still bitch made. I, I would not have done that. I understand why you did it. You know, it's funny because like still in made. the past, you got you wouldn't get so many super emotional male characters like that. This is true, and I think that they're trying to compensate true. for that by giving these male characters emotional motivations. Yeah. But I don't think that that's the 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 answer because these are terrible, terrible motivations. <laughs> it's like you can have them express their emotions without being dickheads. You know that, right? No, like they don't have to be all the way. But dickheads. but it works because you know Monica died. Not for really? nothing. It definitely, like, I think 99% of street shit is motivated by niggas like, just breaking code and doing emotional shit. You know, if that's not a cautionary tale, I don't know what it is. Like, all, I feel like all three of those instances, both with the Lieutenant Cyril, both with uh, Chubby Irish Buddy, and with Sir Kristen, they're all cautionary tales, man. It's like, you can be emotional if you want to, but, you know, 
it can lead to a lot of shit that you don't really want to clean up in the end. Absolutely. And that's why it's better for you to learn to control your emotions when you're young, when, those, um, uh, when those consequences are way less. Yep. And you're not blowing up fucking towers. And, <laughs> but yeah. No, yo, I so, love the people in that town, bro. Bro, yo, they fucking yo, tied what? the debris to the to the, uh, to the settle. All, yo, mobili- <laughs> talk about mobilization. Yo, that was lit. These I niggas knew how that. to mobilize, yeah, bro. They did. Oh, bro. what's that? Oh, it's yeah. just intimidation. No, nigga, that's I a signal, like, bro. What are you like, stupid? What is homeboy doing? So so back to when 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 homeboy gathered down Tim uh in cold blood for little to no reason really, because he wasn't running at them. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, he panicked. So then he gets his rifle taken and gets sent back to the ship. Why is his first thing to get in the ship and take off? For the same reason why he panicked. He's bitch bait. He wasn't prepared for none of this. You know, it's one of those things where w- for a, so a lot what, of soldiers, like it's not even just soldiers. It's so just wait, in the future, do they get held accountable for killing civili- civilians? Is that's why he was running? I don't think about it. It's none of that. It, it's, it's I think it's the difference between training and reality, right? Not not a lot of people can bridge that gap. You know what I'm saying? When it, it's and also like I feel like most people are not going to be perfectly normal after you kill someone by accident. No, but I think you killed them on purpose. Well, okay. I see what you're saying, but I don't really... It wasn't a panic thing, right? It wasn't like he was like, oh, yeah, you know what? This dude is dangerous. It, the dude started running. He panicked. He shot him. You okay. know what I'm saying? And then immediately the actions of the, 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 the consequences of that were thrust upon him. He got his weapon taken away, and he essentially got sent back. And I'm sure the first thing in that nigga's mind was like, yo, I'm losing my fucking job over this. I, like, I'm, I'm fucking done. Okay, so that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like... Obviously, they don't have a system of 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 qualified immunity like like we do today because, you know, cops kill people all the time. And even if it's by accident or on purpose, it doesn't matter. They're not going to jail most of the time for it. I think, what is it, like two people, two cops have gone to jail for doing that. And that's like recently because we've had massive protests because of it. So I was just assuming that like, okay, he shot the dude. Obviously, it was in cold blood, whatever. But like, okay, like the, 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 um... The commander who had left off to go do the briefing, he was just make up a story. You know what I mean? Like, I figured that, that was the MO. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that was a mistake. You shouldn't have done it. Go back to the ship. But the difference back, is gonna... that dude who was saying to make up the story, he had been through it before. Like, based on you saw when he told Cyril, the man who was telling him, like, nigga, I've been through this before. I yeah, know it yeah. all. Thing. That dude was just a rookie. But that was, that was probably his first time on that planet with. Literally everyone around you is your anybody everyone around you not wearing your uniform is a potential enemy. So like I completely understand his like panic reaction and also like you know what I'm saying? It's it's just I, I feel like it's just young, inexperienced soldier panic. That's all. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, I'm not used to panic like that. Like that shit is crazy because it's like even if you took off in this ship, it's a republic ship that you took off in. They can. They're gonna find you. It's cool. There's no place in the universe you're gonna go, or the, I'm sorry, the galaxy you're gonna go that they're not gonna find you. So it's like even if you stole the ship and you tried to get away, it's like, bro, they're gonna they're gonna find you. That, but I guess that's what panic does. Is... Yeah, you're absolutely. Your your mistaking is that thinking that people who panic can make rational decisions the whole step of the way. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm not. It's, it's I'm usually not that just at all. like I'm wondering how he got into a panic so quickly, and it didn't look. I didn't pick that up from the, what they portrayed in the scene. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it sold to me. I, uh, yeah, yeah. So that whole thing ended up terribly for him because that shit was anchored. And uh, <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. I fuck with that. that was and really and then dope. he tried to fight the. He tried to fly with the anchor on. I'm like, this nigga, this nigga, just stop. No, no. Okay, yeah, you're taking yourself out. Got it. Darwin Awards. Darwin <laughs> Awards for all. 
But that's, um, man, that team was... But I think that's also to show just how inept that force is, to reinforce the point that Cassian was having that conversation with... Um, I don't know Stellan Skarzar's character's name. Oh, Luthen. Luthen. When he was having that conversation with Luthen, he was like, yo, they're so fat and arrogant that they can't even conceive of the fact that they might have... Um, uh, 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 you know, detractors and shit like that. They I was can't surprised even at how um, flippant they were in that scene with the with the actual box. Like once he had drew down on on Luthen, I figured he would have grabbed the box. You know what I mean? But they let that shit go. They had to escape without it. <laughs> that was yeah, that was wild. That, was, that whole that, scene with the falling pieces. That was, was super like, cool. That was, that was cool. Like that. It was a lot of extra. I was like, look at shoot. How many of these things, man? Yeah, that is a that is OSHA violations left and right. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a crazy ass scene, dude. Those those uh, I guess it was a shipyard. Those were engine ship engines that they were hoisting around. Yeah, some sort of warehouse. Yeah. Needless to say, man, parts. Somebody went wild with the set pieces. Like, yo, we going in because yeah. I, I don't like the way that they dropped those things and were able to make it like the impacts feel real. Yeah. Like, that set design is off the chain. I'll give him that, man. That shit was no joke. Yeah, I really like that scene. And I also like Sniper Buddy that was hanging up in the top. Yeah. (laughs) The man was smart. He's the only person from that particular team that made it out alive. Yep. Uh, Well, he did come out after them, and I think he started gatting at him. I don't know if they got him. Yeah, 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 he it, stayed. He stayed in cover fire. That's position. why I said he got alive because they never show him getting shot. You know, it's like movie rules. If they don't Yo, show your body, he's still alive. These niggas is not stormtroopers though. They were shooting people. Yeah, they was hitting. I was like, God damn, he actually connected with a shot. <laughs> that was funny. I do, I do like that man. They're doing a lot of cool shit in Andor. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I really, really like the drama. Um, the it, I'm a, the the trope of uh, the having a, a past life experience that is uh that is uh being relived through through the current day's actions they do that a lot they do that a lot yeah um but it it serves for the exposition so yeah i I don't get too mad at it yeah makes it easier to under it's basically showing you like this is why this is important yeah um and it was interesting to see how uh he was related to the marva character which i thought that was was interesting I, I initially I was like, oh, that's the that's the fucking leader from their group. Bap. I was like, oh nope, not that's not the leader from his group. <laughs> she got gutted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill, but chill, I am also very curious as to what happened. I wonder if they're gonna. I mean, yeah. I feel like they have to, right? They wouldn't have brought it up if they're gonna tell us what the fuck happened to the rest of his his people on that planet on Canari. Oh well, so I'm curious. I, about I have that a prediction too. now that I know that they're going to show more. I have a prediction. I I have a feeling that um. He is unaware of what he was doing in that station. And that was a huge mining station. And those things have environmental controls on them. And so I think when he was in there smashing shit, he broke something that caused that uh, station to melt down. And they were leaving in such a hurry that they didn't realize what was going on. And so he wasn't on planet when the environmental system failed. And it caused the natural, it caused uh, the environmental collapse on the planet. Because they talk about. But I thought Canari had a he went into disaster. the down ship though. What's that? I thought he went walked into the down ship. That's where uh, the old lady. Found no, no, him. that that that's where. Um, what was it? A ship? Because mm-hmm. he was out. He was looking out over the whole strip mine. Remember? Yeah, and he stopped. He looked there. He it paused for a moment, and then he walked around and went away. But the whole reason why they were going is because the ship went down, and the lady was saying that the Imperials are coming to check on it. 
Yes. Okay, that's right. Because I thought that um I don't know why I had thought he had uh, wandered closer to that facility that they um that they were overlooking because that that area that he's in is uh those those strip mining facilities I think is where the natural disaster that his that caused his planet to become uninhabitable uninhabitable might have gone down. It seems like it. The land was devastated quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that that strip mine was was real deep. <clears throat> but everything he was destroying was on the was crash the spaceship. That yeah, the crash ship, which that what, they tried to. Uh, I guess they were just curious and investigating. It. Well, yeah, I think they were scavenging. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just like, "Hey, let's go see what's down over there." Man, homegirl got gatted quick, fast. Man, that was rough. Mm-hmm. But that's just because. Oh, I think that 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 was Cassie's fault because I think he's the only one that saw, the, saw the dude the getting up, but he didn't say anything or react in any way. I don't think that he realized it was a danger. You know, mm. he just saw the guy moving and being a primitive. He, I don't think he encountered blasters like that. It's possible he definitely. might not have realized like that item in his hand can hurt someone. Very no matter, nigga, the nigga getting up, say something. I mean, that's the whole yeah. reason why we came here. <laughs> the whole reason why she poked him was to make sure he wasn't alive. If he was getting up, you know, say something. But I, I feel like that's going to be, of course, a, a recurring part. Like, uh, uh, that's all a part of his um, character arc of wanting to do more. And I th- yeah, and I think that that uh, he definitely was going through through some emotional turmoil with that with um, when he was in the ship. That's why I was bashing the thing. Yeah, he felt responsible for for letting her die. That's a rough one, man. Survivor's guilt is a son of a bitch. Oh, I saw this fucking crazy theory that said, uh, 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 I was seeing um, Theory Time from Heavy Spoilers. It was like, yo, wouldn't it be crazy if his sister survived and she was like one of uh, like a high-level fucking uh, uh, Empire officer. agent? Yeah. yeah. After they came a... down on there, they they like took up the, you know, you know the the fucking the Empire in them do. Yeah, because... Um, script everybody. She made the assumption they would... Uh, kill everyone but they could have come down and conscripted them the kids rather than because the empire has been known to take children mm-hmm. you know they kill the adults take the children indoctrinate them and then enroll them in service you know so it'd be wild if he finally found his sister and she was on the opposite side of the lines you know it, it's a that's a very very common line in mm-hmm. these i would not be surprised at all that, that that would be a good catch if they if somebody guessed that one out because I didn't immediately assume that. Neither but did I. But I, I kind I, of assumed she was just dead. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, it's possible, but I feel like, I mean, all signs point to she's dead, bro. Well, that's what I'm saying, because she made, I mean, they they made it kind of heavy-handed the way that she all insisted signs. that, no, they're going to come and purge <laughs> the planet. But then again, the only reason why they usually go so ham and be like, nah, they're all dead is, is because someone survived and they don't want the audience to know that on the face of it. Yep. And so yeah, yeah. Where where Andor goes should be fun. Yeah, and and I think that they they chose a great. I love the tone. I love the tone, the acting. Like they did a really good job. Uh, the casting. Hell oh, yeah! Great job on the casting. Hell yeah! Yeah, dude. Like they're dude, him. the fucking uh, Cyril that 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 bitch made lieutenant. Oh, that actor yeah. is fucking amazing. Like, oh yeah, he's good. You, at, can, you can and the Scottish dude who who plays yeah. opposite him. Gosh, dude. <laughs> Those two are they're really good at what they're doing. Uh, man, I I love uh, the serial actor. You can you can see like everything. You can see like you, you you see when the dude is telling him to do the cover up, how he's just like What? You know what I mean? He was like, What are you saying? How could you? One of ours I, were you know killed. What I, mean? I, I uh that, that actor is great. Super great. Damn. Curious to see like what happens to his character. Like, I feel like he's in a fuck ton of shit, bro. You gotta explain that to somebody. And like I said, the, mm-hmm. the, the goal of these explanations is brevity. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So this one dude killed two people. I told you to leave it alone. You didn't. And now like eight people are dead. How, how exactly is that better? Yeah. Crime rate in your sector just flew up. <laughs> oh, and it was your fault it flew up? Oh. oh, and we got a whole ship blew up? That's not, it's not even just personnel. This nigga crashed the ship into the thing. That shit was, that that whole scene mm. blew up. I was like, this mm. nigga's really about to do that shit. Because mm. I saw the, I saw the chain on it as soon as, as soon as he took off, I was like, that shit's tethered to something. I wonder what that is. <laughs> oh, it's anchored. <laughs> oh, this nigga's not going to stop. Hell nah. And he swings into the building, you dumbass. Like, Porkins God pull damn, up. dude. I can hold it. Oh, my it. goodness. And I love how I they can... fed into their own paranoia, and they're like, yeah, that they must be behind, behind us. us. Oh, we're surrounded. <laughs> we're under siege. Like, no, you're not, nigga. Yo. That was your dumbass homeboy. It's just yeah. two niggas. They did a good job of, of, like, really hammering home just how inept that, like, corporate police force is. But, and that also shows, like how important the, the, the solidarity was with the with the people because yeah. all they were doing was banging. Mm-hmm. They weren't really doing too much to help, but they, they created enough confusion to where the, they couldn't really get their footing. Yep. And so they thought that they were surrounded at one point. Like, you know, that that was that was really interesting. I like how they showed that. Yeah. Um like, gosh man, that was it. so and it was so perfectly done. I was like, yep, these niggas think they're surrounded now. They're gonna blame it on them. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Write it in your report too. <laughs> Write it in your report oh, that they man. did that. Even though all of the flight logs will show that, that that ship only had one person in it. It was registered personnel. That's why they were able to take off in it. Like It was like, nah, we're going to blame it on them. It's <laughs> like, yo, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I just killed some dude. Some random fat guy just got killed. I got to get out of here. What an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, man. His whole squad was just... It, it's a good... It's a whole squad of red shirts because they're wearing blue uniforms. You didn't notice. Yeah, they slipped it in on you. Pause. But yeah, Andor definitely hitting. Looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, it's pretty fun so far. But yeah. And it, and it looks beautiful, man. It like, really does the, look good. It's the, beautifully shot. The set pieces, the fucking, the aliens that they got in there. Like, it's all pretty dope. Like, I don't know. I think the quality is significantly better than, than um, Mandalorian. Even though Mandalorian looks nice. Don't get me wrong. But like, in the daytime in Book of Boba Fett, it you could see a little bit of the of the um of the practical effects being put into play, stuff like that. Like it it, it wasn't I don't feel as well blended as it was in this. Mm. Yeah, I like, think that um, scene where that scene where they were dropping those engines from the ceiling, like that's you know what I mean? That's not an easy one. You know, that's so much sound and, and visual uh put together. I don't think that you were getting that quality from Mandalorian, in my opinion. Yeah, that scene was pretty dope. That's probably my my favorite scene in episode three. That was a really good fight, some really good fight choreography. Yeah, that's what's up. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into some of these topics. I know we've been running long on the on the entertainment. So yeah, we got some random stuff happening in the video game sphere. So they got. Uh, did you hear that uh, GTA Six had some leaks going out? So I heard. So, in general, I have my stance on leaks is leaks of personal information. So doxing people and and providing their private information or holding it ransom, I don't fuck with that. Not one bit. That's that's not something that I I I think is I'm amenable to. Now, when it comes to leaks of like game data, um, I'm generally ambivalent. I don't think that I don't think that they're as bad as companies try to make them out to be, but I also can absolutely see how 
you don't want certain source code to get out as a game dev because that is part of your trademark, part of your proprietary um, uh, IP, especially if you're doing advanced coding on a game engine or you're utilizing a game engine in a unique way to get a, you know what I mean? Those, I, I see the value in holding that close to the chest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In a capitalist environment. And so, yeah, I, I, I would prefer that people don't do that and don't extort people because of the value of that, you know? But do I think that these things are hurtful to a game company in terms of the value of the IP itself? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, because the value comes from how much the consumer is willing to pay for it, and the average consumer could care less about the game data. They have no way to interface with it. It's not something that's part of their purview. Um, the value of the game is not uh, uh, hinged or... or um, based upon you know the secret uh secrets of their trademarks you know what i mean and so do i think that game companies should be uh going to the consumer with this and 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 doing things like and so uh i forget the um rockstar studios is talking about now now we have to change uh our practices at work when the leak was clearly denoted from their security team as coming from an outside breach. It wasn't a leak in the sense of somebody from inside Rockstore gave information to somebody for money. It was a hat. So why in the world would they now change their internal work protocols for devs? But that's what they're saying. It's like, oh, when leaks like this happen, now we have to change our... And it's like, nah, you guys, you motherfuckers are trying to crack down on, on those people's work environment for some reason and you're just using this as an excuse and that's where that's why i don't like when when these game companies bring this to the consumer as if this is something meaningful to us it's something meaningful to them because it's not like you know people were doxxed and their private information got out but yeah the whole gta 6 leaks thing i think is is a big boondoggle and they're making something out of it because they're going to utilize that to to drastically change something internally that they didn't have the ability to change or or the leverage to change before and that's i don't don't like that i think that's super shady you know what i mean because it it seems really weird that they're changing their devs protocols because a hacker outside you know what i mean like that doesn't stand to reason i can understand if your security team has new protocols now that makes perfect sense that's where the lapse was you know but the fact that they're diverting to 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 blame their devs feels shady, feels super shady. But I don't know. I'm not on the inside there. But you know, game companies, and this is the once again importance as to why unionization is really, really super important because they only have the ability to unilaterally make changes to the workplace like this because of the lack of um of collective bargaining by their employees. You know, and and so yeah, you know, unfortunately, they. I feel like they're gonna end up making their own enemies in this one. But yeah, GTA leaks. Don't think that they're the 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 big to do that they're claiming they are to be. Even though yes, it is a game that everyone wants to look at. But as I said, I don't think that anyone's going to devalue GTA Six because of leaks. You know what I mean? It's literally the biggest video game IP in the world. Yes, it's interesting. Yes, it'll get eyes. No, this doesn't hurt GTA 6 at all. And it's so far from release. By the time it releases, well, people will have forgotten about this for sure.
pretty much. It's the, you know, it's the classic internet. Complain like a motherfucker the first two days after it happens. And then when another big story comes up, you forget it ever happened. What happened? Exactly. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so moving on from that, dude, I thought that this is really interesting. So uh, the studio that creates Yakuza, um, they produce on PS4 and Xbox and now PS5 and Xbox series, but they never produced for um, Nintendo systems. And I thought it was really interesting because the head of the studio came out and made a statement on it um, because he was asked. And he said, because Nintendo has a family um persona that they maintain and we find ourselves to be the bad boys <laughs> of the industry so we don't want to show up on a on a on a family oriented platform and i was like you know what i fucking respect that man i respect that that's your decision you know good bad or indifferent it could be a lot of those things but that's you hit they ask and you told them and i think that that's a valid reason like their games aren't made for, you know, the audience that the Switch is mainly uh, uh, shooting for. Now, do they lose out on uh, on not porting their games over? Probably, to some degree. But, you know, I, I respect the studio stating where their boundary are, boundaries are and why, you know. That's, that makes, I, I think that that's a stand-up thing to do. It allows them to focus on the things that they really care about. Yeah, he knows his brand. Yeah, absolutely, and and they serve their market well, you know, and and I think that that that's more important than just trying to shotgun proliferate your your IP on every platform that it's capable of being played on. And it's like, ah, eh, okay, but is that audience going to appreciate it? And if not, why why spread your 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 art there? You know, I I I thought that that was a stand up thing to do, and it could be you know something that uh, other dev studios could. Uh, take a note of because in an industry this big you don't need to do everything someone's doing that and they're probably doing it better if you haven't found your niche in the industry and you're just you know what i mean the likelihood is that somebody's probably doing what you're doing better you know and so why why compete in those areas if that's not what your art's made for and so yeah i if that's how they view the switch platform you know, if that's the angle. Now, some people would be say that you know that's not a that's not even the uh, uh, a productive view of the platform. That because it has a family oriented persona geared around it, that the platform is somehow now pigeonholed away from your your uh, properties. I get it. I get it. But that's not your decision. You're not making it. You know what I mean? And so I, I respect an artist who, who puts up their own boundaries and, and sticks to them. And so, yeah, I thought that that was cool. Um, did you hear uh, Konami has announced? Which I, I, I'm kind of, I'm happy about it. But also, you kind of, you got you to gotta wonder sometimes about how this is going to influence the, the indie industry. That because of the success of certain third-party uh, campaigns that they're going to uh, uh, launch the remakes for Sui Code in one and two, and it was like, oh no, because as a competitor to Aiden Chronicles, I don't, I, I I hope it doesn't impact sales of it because, um, from what I understand, they're going to be releasing around the same time, but it's it's good because I want to see a remake of Sui Code in one and two. But at the same time, 
they're they're taking the Amazon method of, oh, thank you for proving that that's worthwhile. Let me go ahead and compete with you directly with it now. And it's like, you know, you had decades to, to, to do this. We didn't want to do this. You left the space open for so long that we decided to do it. And now that we decided to do it, you want to come and directly compete with us, damn it. Ah, it's got to be super frustrating. <laughs> but no, I feel like that's not such a big deal in video games. You know, it's not like movies. Like, gamers buy the games they want to buy when they want to buy them. True. You know, if there's two games that are similar, but they're different, I'm going to buy the two games if I fuck with the both of them. I'm buying Street Fighter and Dragon Ball Z. Yes, um, as adults. But a lot of the, 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 the bulk of the sales come from kids. And that's why, like, you know... Uh, Horizon um, Zero Dawn, they had the the unfortunate byproduct of being released. Uh, I know the, the second one was released at the same time of Elden Ring, and it's just because of the popularity. Because people can't typically play these in-depth games, you know what I mean? A, a lot of them at one time. Yeah. They have limited play time. If, if, they're, if they have to make a choice between these two things, they're probably going to choose the more popular one. And just because one is a triple a title and one is an indie and so they kind of are starting that fight you know uh, a leg down and so that's the that's the part that's the marginal um sales that an indie that uh a konami could could stand to 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 not worry about losing but an indie title that is actually a substantial portion of their sales and so that kind of competition i don't think is desirable for them on launch you know what i mean i mean <clears throat> if it's that bad they'll just move it and i'm hoping that's that's what they do Honestly, I just don't okay. want I hope that these two things just don't end up competing with each other because I would love to see them both in the space because, yeah, as an adult, I'll buy both of them. That's fine for me. But I want them to be commercially successful, you know, and for them to be commercially successful, I think on the level to where they can continue to do this, they, they need to garner as much of the market as possible, you know? Well, the good thing is the people making the game also feel that way. Yes. So, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're <laughs> motivated to move. They it. should make the best decision based on the information they have, you know? Yeah. And so that's, that, that, that I thought was an interesting one, but I'm definitely looking forward to a Sui Coding 1 and 2 remake because those games were amazing. Fucking just... They were groundbreaking for several reasons. Um, unique party systems, uh, uh, very mature storylines, um, the multiple play modes in a traditional rpg setting 108 um, recruitable characters 108 recruitable characters just like amazing all uh, castle building all in one game the game was 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 uh uh it was a culmination of of all of the rpg elements that we had grown to love and if it was i, I feel like if it was um if you just transpose it to today it would do a lot better because it's the kind of game that that a lot of people are more acclimated to because a lot of the mechanics were made popular through like mobile gaming and other titles. So now when they encounter them, they won't feel so foreign. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think that Suikoden 1, uh, 1 and 2, they were niche classics before. And now this is definitely going to breathe life into them to become more genre-defining classics because they, they were really good, but you... Outside of, you know, real RPG fans, I don't know how many people are really going to to call back to Suicoden 1 and 2 as like, man, I remember those as being great games, you know? So, yeah, I'm really glad that they're bringing them back into the, um, into the modern age. Uh, I wish they would have done so a little bit earlier, you know what I mean? Uh, but, hey, you get it when you get it.
Uh, glad to see it here now. But uh, moving on from that, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen uh, has had just the most illustrious run in its time. And I thought that this was a, a, a funny problem for them to be running into. And so I, I listened to Castle Super Beast uh, podcast, and um, both of the guys on there are former QA guys. And so uh, they were describing a, a problem that Final Fantasy fourteen is having where typically in playtesting, when you playtest for balance, you assume that your playtesters are better than the average player, but not nearly as good as the best players. And so when you tune for them, when you tune for what the playtesters are saying is average difficulty, you're making a reasonable challenge for most players. Obviously not for the highest end players who are you know, optimizing and min-maxing, but you're making reasonable uh, uh, challenges based on their abilities to navigate what you're developing. Final Fantasy XIV has been using the same QA testers for so long that unfortunately they are now better than the best players. <laughs> and so when they tune the fights to them, even the best players are like, this shit is impassably hard. What the fuck? Like, if we are not within... 0.1% of optimal on our rotations and everything, you can't do this. We just can't put out the damage. And you're like, oh, and so Final Fantasy, uh, the team had to release a statement. And so the original statement that they released when translated to English came off as, we apologize for not realizing the skill deficit of our players, that if you guys aren't as good as our play testers, that we will go ahead and reassess our playtesting uh, group so that uh, to account for the fact that you guys don't have the skills. To, I'm just like, wow, dude, y'all are just gonna take the take their fans' face and rub it, take fans' faces, rub it all up in it, ain't it? Get good. As if these guys haven't been playing the game for over a decade. You know what I mean? And masterful and have access to it and get to. You know what I mean? Like, damn, bro. No, that's that's probably just how the Japanese language is. You know what I mean? It's it's a very stiff language in that way. <laughs> but it is it is obviously a case of the playtesters are very much better, and and they're not wrong in saying it. It no, was just no. an asshole way to come across. Yeah, I'm, and I'm say speaking it. specifically on yeah. just like the translation and the words used. I, like you said, it's it, it's a pretty obvious problem, right? Like you know they they got better than your players, so you just just dial it back. It's not really. Yeah, and it's the problem. <clears throat> it's the kind of problem you only run into when you've had decades long playtest group. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. The the Blizzard playtest groups cycle so frequently because of high turnover rates, because of the terrible work conditions that they're in, that they'll never encounter that problem. The playtesters will always be just of good quality, whereas Final Fantasy XIV playtesters, they're in it for the long haul, man. They've been doing that shit at a high degree for a long time, and so... Yeah, their skill levels have sharpened, and so yeah, dude, that's a it's a very interesting problem that that comes from being such a a long term a long lived team, you know. And I would have never assumed that that would be something that pops up in QA. So I thought that was a little bit interesting, but yeah, it's funny, man. <laughs> they they unexpect they uh un unintentionally uh made the gaming community feel like, damn, dude, we suck. What the fuck? <laughs> It's not that you suck. It's just that we're so much better than you. You're pretty normal. Yeah, you guys are average. We're just Don't awesome. worry. But yeah, that, that, I thought that that was funny. Um, did you hear uh, new Fantastic Four announced? Ooh. Yes, and Kevin Feige is working heavily on it. 
And so they uh, they said that they're uh, casting while the script is being finished right now. So that means that they have the framework of the storyline ready to go. Man, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad to see Kevin Feige's hands are in, on it. Looks like it's a mainline Marvel property. I think I think that we're we've arrived at the place of a decent Fantastic Four movie. Maybe. I mean, I feel like we knew that already. <laughs> I mean, it has been announced that he put it up on the thing. Yes. Well, yeah. Once the announcements came out, we knew that they were coming. But um, now we have a little bit more solidified information about it, and that the the production is in 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 full swing. And so I'm looking forward to hearing what news comes out of it. Uh, I'm wondering they're doing casting now. I'm interested to see if they're gonna do some multiversal shit and bring any cast members from other Fantastic Four movies. Do you think that there's any chance of that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Damn. They're all too old. <laughs> They're all too old, man. You're like, we don't want none of them niggas to come back. Not even nah, Michael B. It's not even that. It's it's a timeline issue. Like, like prior, if you don't consider Fant Forstick, then you're literally talking like 20 Fant years ago. Forstick, that not, fucking not 20 years ago. <laughs> You're literally talking like around 2003-ish, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they might have those characters like, you know, like a special cameo or something, but... Like it's not like the it's not like the the X Men like the newest X Men movie cast where they're like where where it's more fresh, even even the Josh Trank Fantastic Four that's like five six years old at least, so I I can also the rest of the ones none of the previous Fantastic Morvi Fanta none of the previous Fantastic Four movies really hit the MCU standard. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I could see them going through extra effort to distance themselves from the previous ones by not casting anyone that was previously cast in any they, they prior incarnation. I totally agree that they were definitely below MCU standards by well, far. Yeah, but I guess they were on par for Sony standards? Uh, no. You don't even think they were on par for Sony I mean, standards? L- l- I mean, I, I really like Fantastic Four um, 1 and Fantastic Four 2. I really like those I movies. Like those. The third one was, was trash. Cloud, yes. Cloud Galactus was bullshit. Like, let's just pretend that entire movie Agreed. doesn't exist. Um, we'll move forward. <laughs> as far as the new one is concerned, uh, I like the that Michael was a train wreck. That was yeah. The only thing I liked about that one was the casting. Um, okay. So we're in Nothing else, really, I think... I would keep from the Josh Trank. Yeah, so so we're in accordance on that. Before. So wait, the Reed Richards that they used in um thing, we haven't seen him as Reed Richards before, have we? No, that was the first John Krasinski. That was the first. That time was John they were Krasinski. That that's thing. right. I'm thinking of somebody. Yeah, I'm thinking of the old Reed Richards. Ian Gruffod. Yes. Um. Oh, so the likelihood is it's that Eon. He has a weird name. So we won't see Chris Pine as, or not Chris Pine, uh, Chris Evans. Didn't, didn't he play J- Johnny Storm in that? Yeah. So we won't see him come back. There's no way you would see no. fucking him as. Chris no. Evans is not coming back. So there's no way that that, that would happen. Um, we, I don't think that anybody wants to see anyone other than John Krasinski do Reed Richards right now. Um, Sue Storm. I you mean, think Jessica Alba is Be Sue careful Storm? with that. I, it doesn't matter who you name. My answer is the same. They're Damn. not using any of the people from their previous I, movies. I agree, because none of them have a real good um tie. Like, none of them hit. None it's of not them... even that. Like, I'm sure they're going to start those movies when mm-hmm. those characters are sort of, like, young-ish, right? Yeah. And Jessica Alba is, the only like, in her 50s. Say. Like, all of those actors Yo, are, like, Alba in their 50s. Jessica Alba could still get done of looking like she's 20, I promise you. Not saying, not, I'm not disagreeing. I know, I'm, not to say that they wouldn't. I'm that. just well aware of how yeah. Hollywood casts movies. 
Yeah, so all right, so they're gonna. It, this is gonna be original. This is gonna be a brand new I mean, fan for. What's if it, you're the third lucky, reboot? you'll get fucking Kate Mara. She. If you're we'll lucky. So what no. is the third reboot, right? Yeah, this is the technically or the second reboot. Technically, it's none of those, right? Because none of those were MCU properties. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So yes. I would consider that uh, this is the first MCU. Fantastic yes. Four. It's not rebooted from anything. It's just what it should have been from Jump. They just didn't have the rights to do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just interested to see what they choose to do because they chose to to tie in those other Spider-Man movies. But of course, those had fan bases and desire, and people like those movies. And Multiverse um, was written into the plot. Yes. Oh, of the original two. Oh no! I and thought you were talking yeah. about the one where the other Spider-Man showed up. Yeah, yeah, that's, and so that's what I'm saying. Since this is a new Spider-Man. Fantastic Four storyline, I, I wonder, you know what I mean? Similarly, it's a brand new story if they do anything like that, but probably not. You know what I mean? I just, I'm wondering where else they're going to use multiversal stuff, and this is so late in the, uh, Fantastic Four comes out so late in the game that multiversal things will be happening. This is, I mean, that, yeah, that is kind of like Reed Richards is tied to the multiverse in several ways. Yeah, and so that's the only reason why I keep on speculating back into like, oh, are we are we tying because they've done that before? And yeah, if there's I mean, meaning there, I I don't I don't disagree with you that they might bring them in for something multiverse related, similar to how they did mm-hmm. um, Patrick Stewart or mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or or uh, John Krasinski. I just flat out don't think any of them are going to be in the main cast at yeah. all. Oh yeah, definitely not main cast. Um, wait, so is in Spider Man? Are the other two Spider Men going to show up and stuff? Um, we have no idea of that yet. But doubtful. I'm interested. <laughs> doubtful. Yeah. I mean, Tobey Maguire is like fifty something, bro. Tobey Maguire is pretty yeah. old. Man, I Andrew forget Garfield. That... Maybe I, I heard there were some talks with him, but it's been quiet for. But no, nah, no, nah, actually, I don't know. It d- depends on what fucking Amy and and um, Kevin Feige decide on doing. I, and I forget that even though those guys were playing young young characters they were already old yeah. in those characters so they real old now like those movies are now old. yeah like it, it's been a long time since those those previous movies yeah so yeah that's what's up Alrighty, so let's yeah. let's go and ahead even and even Michael B. Jordan, he's already killmonger so yeah, bro, I doubt he's too they many would, roles. Yeah, too I, I doubt roles. they would directly give him another one, you know? Yeah, because he's Killmonger and where else did they oh yeah and he was in a uh, a, a a fan four movie that we don't Yeah, play. he was um, in the Josh Trank one. Yeah, and so um, has he show, has he popped up in the MCU anywhere else? Uh, no, just in What If. Yeah, which man, that was a dope that was a dope cameo in What If. Yeah, I can't wait for season two. Yeah, What If is gonna be another fun ride, man, because I love how they managed to tie it all into MCU progression. You know what I mean? Like, I like the crossovers between the animated series and the um and the actual cinematic series. Yeah, I, I do like that. Everything in the MCU fits somewhere in the overall universe. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's go ahead and hit up some of these here news topics before we get up out of here. Um, <laughs> I thought that this one was was, was interesting because given the uh, the travesty of, of what DeSantis and Greg Abbott are doing with the, um, the Venezuelan migrants who, who came across the border uh, in Texas, we uh, they they came out and they were talking about some of the statistics with what's going on at the border and why, you know, why this uh, stunt was, was so egregious. And I don't know if it was the lick that they thought it was, but they were saying that 
the stunt was so unnecessary because the border is being more heavily patrolled now than it has been in any part of our history. And, and as a matter of fact, the Biden administration has arrested several hundred thousand people at the border. So I was completely unaware of this, that the, the amount of people being detained at the border is still in the tens of thousands, which is absurd. That's, that's, that's a uh, next level. Because uh, let me tell you, if this was happening anywhere else in the world, NATO would be like, yo, this is, this is uh, abhorrent treatment of refugees that you're storing in these encampments. But, of course, this is America, so they write their own narratives. But it shows that this mistreatment of the migrants is a bipartisan issue. Like, the stunt that the Republicans pulled is is abhorrent, yes, but it's part and parcel to a bipartisan issue that has the abuse and exploitation of immigrant and asylum-seeking people at its core. And it has to be dealt with. Like, And it's not going to be dealt with by getting mad and self-righteous about what Greg Abbott and, and Ron DeSantis did, because the only reason why they did, why what they did was 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 bad was because they knew that the places where they were going were just going to repeat whatever was going to happen to them on the border they knew that those those towns were not going to give them any kind of shelter and 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 uh and work you know and if and if those those places where they took them were genuine about caring about refugees and asylum seekers and and migrants then they would have found a way to incorporate them because they keep on pushing this idea that we need to be welcoming and, and accepting of, of people coming in, which I do agree with, but they are only willing to do that when those communities are 2000 miles away and they're not willing to do that in their own communities. And that is, I think a little bit uh, egregious. I don't think that they should be promoting people to, to be, uh, brought into the country and not allowing them to assimilate into their communities as well. Not to say that they shouldn't be allowed to stay in border towns, but there is issues with that. Those economies aren't well, aren't uh, aren't very uh, uh, well equipped to to handle them. You know, they only really take agricultural migrant work, and so all other forms of of, of skilled migrant laborers end up getting, you know, stuck competing in in racist job markets. And so there's nothing wrong with allowing them and and facilitating them to move to places where their work is valued. And see, that's the real issue with what they did is that it's not like they found out what these people's skills were and brought them to places where they could assimilate and use their skills to 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 help society. They just bust them there and said, "Well, they're saying that everyone here should have a job in, 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 in the house, so let them give it to you. And it's like, don't be a dick, bro. It's like, fuck, man, I hate these guys so much. I'm not sure either of them know how to do that. Not be a dick. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. It's, 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 it's pretty absurd because, you know, and, and the Democrats, man, let me tell you, I find it particularly sickening because I know that the Republicans are shitbags. And I know that what they're doing is a, is a, is a stunt. But then the, 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 the Democrats pulled their own stunt by acting like they're welcoming them, acting like they're taking them in for like two nights, and then they shipped them off to a military camp. 
As if that's going to be... What kind of work you think they're going to give them on a military camp as civilian? You mean basic labor? Oh, you're going to intern them, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, the, 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 the Democrats are dirty, bro. They're real dirty. And they'll smile at you, and then they'll tell you that they did so much nice stuff for these people when all they did is make a photo op and then ship them off to internment camps. So they're no better. Because the, and, and, and Martha's Vineyard has an agrarian society. They could have taken those people in and, 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 and helped them set up as, as agricultural workers, but they didn't. Because they never had any intention of, of being kind to those people unless it makes them look good, unless it's a way to rep, uh, launder their reputation. And so, you know, it, it's a real shame. It's a real shame that this whole debacle is turning into what it is. And, and they're, they're, you know, now they're trying to sue DeSantis and Abbott and it's like, yo, do you guys realize this is not the lick that you are thinking it is? It's absolutely not. And I, I, have a, I think they're going to have a hard time in court trying to convict them of anything, given the fact that these are people who advocate for the very stuff that they were offering and saying that these people should be able to obtain when they got bust there. Now, yes, it was done in, a, in an egregious and in disingenuous way. But that still does not absolve you of your responsibility of helping to take care of these people. You know, that is, that is part and parcel to talking about doing the right thing. You actually have to do the right thing, which is not send them back to some place where, A, they might be in danger by sending them back to where they came from, or B, sending them to anywhere in America that has conservative majorities. It's fucking dangerous. Sorry, but you got to take it seriously when, when, when people are, are dying on the backs of these really crazy conservative ideologies. When people are losing human rights, you know, like it, it's just one of those things, you know, Democrats, they'll give you the song and dance, but boy, they will, they will shit the bed when it comes to doing the right thing every time, every time. But yeah. Uh, moving on from that here, I just want to wrap up on this one because this one I saw, uh, I saw coming across and it was interesting that in the news you hear about inflation, inflation, inflation these days, that there is rampant inflation and the inflation is coming because workers are getting paid more and they're saying that the the spread of unionization and worker power is the cause for inflation, which is absolute bullshit. And there's economic metrics that you could look at to determine that. The reason why you can tell that the inflation that we're experiencing now is absolutely not due, at least solely to, to worker wages and, and, and collective bargaining, is because in an inflationary environment, if that is caused solely by worker uh, pay going up, then you will see profit share diminish. So when worker pay causes inflation profit share for corporations diminishes that's a fact that's how economy works now if you look at our economy as it stands yes it is inflationary and worker profit has gone up but what you see is that profit share has gone up 10 times as much as worker pay so the inflation in this environment is not caused by work. And we can tell how much of it is caused by worker pay by looking at 
the inflationary index versus profit share. And what we see is that the profit share accounts for 90% of the inflationary index, which means that if you lower the profit share commensurate to uh, to the worker um, wages going up, you can eliminate a huge amount of the inflation without directly taking it. And because that gap is so large, you don't actually have to account for the worker uh, pay rates going up at all because of how much cushion the profit share has. You can uh, Companies are making so much more than they were prior. The profit share has increased so dramatically that there's no way that they can try to peg inflation on worker wages going up. That's just, that's just false. Even by their own economic standards, that is faulty thinking. And the sad part is, is that you have people like Larry Summers who are at the top of the, who, you know, these guys are the ones who teach this economics, going out and making public statements like, you know, I think it's the rise of populism that's fucking with our, that's uh, fucking with our, our, our economy because people are organizing and, you know, they're unionizing and that's hurting, you know, our economy. And it's like, no, dude, no, dude. It is the unending exponential rise in profit shares for corporations that is fucking killing this country's economy, period, bro. The facts are just too readily available to us. We can see that. We can see what's happening. The, it's too obvious that people are not making that much money. You know where all of the, the profit, and, and they talk about, oh, worker wages are going up. Worker wages are only going up on average because there has been huge gains in very selective industries. Hospitalities had huge layoffs. And they haven't had to return a lot of their administrative staff that was absorbing a lot of the their their uh, profit shares and inflating their uh, their employee salaries, and so they got to increase the wages of the of the administrative employees that they kept while still lowering their their uh, em- uh, employee wages overall because they cut so much staff that skewed the averages. It made it look like people were making more money overall when it was just huge gains for a few amount of people. And so it's it's really, really bad. And, and it's not just hospitalities that that happened in, but it didn't happen in the industries that are most prevalent, people who are considered essential workers. It happened all in administrative wages. You know what I mean? And so it's it's just, it's a really skewed, disingenuous way to to try to, to put the onus of the economy back on individuals when we have just a few of those individuals amassing a massive uh, portion of the uh, uh, of the wealth when 1% of the wealth is dominant of 90% or 1% of the population is dominant of 90% of the wealth in the country you can't tell the other 99% who only control 10% of the wealth like man you guys are the ones who are fucking the economy up you guys, just give us that other 9%, give us 9% of that 10 that you're holding and we'll fix the shit. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a load of shit. And, and I don't know, man, it feels like it's just feeding into a game because there can't be any practical reason to monopulate that much of the resources of, on the planet. I just can't see it.
But then again, I don't know. I'm looking at it practically and rationally, and these people are not practical, rational people. They present themselves as such, but they are definitely not. They are sociopathic. And so they will they will present properly, but in no way, shape, or form is their thinking normal. Because it, I just I couldn't imagine having the resources to fix some of these problems and then just sitting on my hands and laughing and tweeting about it all day. But that's not what they're doing. They're actively making it worse. And there you have it. You know what I mean? Like I just I couldn't imagine being that person. It's not, they're not even being neutral. They're actively fucking shit up with their with their uh, fuck you money. Yep. And so we'll leave you guys with that. <laughs> we appreciate you for joining us. And if you enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on Patreon.com or on Anchor.fm. And also, you can find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T or at Home Heron. You can also find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.